Welcome back to another Soul Eats first episode. I'm your host, Molly. I'm a certified holistic health coach, and I'm here to share new perspectives and knowledge around holistic health. My intention is to take broad topics relating to the mind, body, and soul and dissect them to create a better understanding of the world within and around us, learning how to tune into our bodies to truly feel good, confident, and empowered. I want you to have the knowledge to make conscious and mindful choices in your daily life that are aligned with the powerful being you are and return to nature's way real and raw. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. This episode is going to be really fun and really interesting. So buckle up, first of all. And second of all, I saw this really cute thing that someone else did on their podcast where they um, shared what they were sipping on at this moment, um, like matcha or whatever it was, but I'm sipping on an herbal loose leaf tea. I've been having some weird hormone imbalances. I think it's like estrogen dominance kind of situation uh, because I'm experiencing some weird symptoms with my body. So I went to my local apothecary um, and got a tea for that. Um, it has peppermint, fennel, nettle, raspberry leaf, ginger, St. John's wort, alfalfa, linden, and shatavari, I believe it's called. Um, But yeah, I'm going to be drinking that like every day. And I also got this little moon tonic for those similar issues. It has vitex, dandelion, oat seed, and a couple other things I kind of forget. But I also got spirulina. I kind of want to make a post about spirulina because I don't remember like all of these specific benefits right now, but it's really, really good for you. It's like an algae. And I got bentonite clay for face masks. You can also like make your own toothpaste using bentonite clay. So it's really like versatile. But yeah, that's what's going on right now. I am surrounded by a very messy kitchen. (laughs) I was just busy today and I don't I I don't get around to everything all the time and I've been wearing the same sweats since I got up actually I slept in them and haven't changed today so that's that's painting the picture for you right there (laughs) I'm just I'm just in my little zone and I don't feel like doing the dishes but I'm just really excited for this episode and despite I don't know if the title seems boring or too informative, but I'm going to make this really interesting for you. Um, I really love science and I love learning about the body. So hopefully it's expressed in a way that is fun. But yeah, I am currently enrolled in the Nutritional Therapy Association to become a nutritional therapy practitioner and we have lectures every week and we've been learning about the evolutionary evolution of the modern diet um and like gene expression and stuff like that and it's so cool so i just can't wait to share more about that but i think it's really crazy we don't all learn like anatomy and physiology in school like we all have bodies. Shouldn't we all understand how they work and how to treat them and how sacred they are? Um, And it's obviously, you know, partly because they want to leave that up to the trained professionals that are going to be there for you when you're sick. But let's just try to not get sick in the first place or like learn how to prevent that. 
Um, one of my favorite things, actually probably my favorite thing is um, to debunk health myths and empower you to make conscious decisions for yourself um, to the point where you're, you know, you have free will, you can enjoy life to the extent that you want. Um, but I think it's all our right to know what is best for us. And then you can make informed decisions from there. You don't have to be perfect all the time. I'm obviously not, but I feel like I, now that I have the knowledge, I can at least make my own decisions. Um, and you deserve to know yourself and know how to treat yourself well because life is way more fun and abundant when you're in tune with that shit and your third eye is not blocked and you feel connected and supported and energetic and and energetically attractive and motivated to do the things that you want to do. And of course, I always mean this with the utmost of love and respect, especially, you know, like I was saying earlier, I have the utmost respect for our healthcare professionals. Um, I went to nursing school, so I know how hard it is to become a nurse and I don't know how hard it is to become a doctor. It's, it's just, I respect all professions that are in this world, but most, of course, I respect our healthcare professionals and you should know that I'm not perfect and I'm still learning every single day and I wouldn't speak on something that I haven't personally either been through or learned from like an accredited program or books, um, et cetera. But if you follow my Instagram right now, you probably know I'm doing a, what I eat, kind of what I eat in a day and how, mainly how much it costs to eat plant-based and mainly whole foods, um, utilizing organic produce. And it's been fun for me to break this down and I feel like it's really important for people to be able to see the transparency and the breakdown of the costs. Um, so many people out there, I know that they're out there, but a lot of people I've talked to personally are kind of, I can see that they're not taking the next step and they've expressed this to me because they, they believe that being healthy costs too much. And I will preface this whole thing with, some things do, you know, some things do. You can't um, always go to a naturopath and have that be covered by insurance. Um, but our healthcare system is moving in the right direction because the last time I talked to my naturopath, which was a few years ago, she was almost covered by insurance. It's moving in the right direction, but... There are some things about eating clean and purchasing clean foods that cost more than not buying clean foods. Um, but the whole point of this episode is to educate you on why um, it's important to become conscious of um, what you're putting in your body. Um, I genuinely don't have all the answers to how to um, make it more affordable. I'm trying as best as I can on my Instagram 
to break down the costs um, of eating a plant-based organic whole food diet. It only, um, actually the average that I've um, come to see after even two to three days is that it costs about 17 to 18, probably maybe up to $20 a day. And I think that's really interesting because I used to think it was really expensive. I was in that same boat and I would just get kind of garbage food. And the the catch to that is I never felt good. I never felt like I do now. And yes, I was saving money on food, but I didn't feel good. And so what I've learned in my experience thus far is that it's way more worth it to me to kind of like add in. I always focus on adding things in rather than eliminating things because it feels better and it's like psychologically just sounds better. Um, When I started adding in more plant-based whole foods and stuff like that, I started to naturally like have a willingness to let go of things that um, were preventing me from affording good food. Um, and I started to feel better. And so naturally it kind of just started to segue into that lifestyle was not like an overnight thing for me, but my priorities just started to align a little bit more with that. And it's, it's something that is a complete non-negotiable to me. And I don't know, there's some weird, underlying energy within me. I don't know if it's like imposter syndrome or what, but I sometimes feel like bad because I feel so privileged to be able to afford good food and, you know, a program that I can go through to teach me more about good nutrition. I feel so privileged that sometimes I don't want to talk about it because I'm like, well, not everyone can do this. Like, you know, not everyone can take this program that I'm going through and not everyone has the means to buy $12 smoothies. But the the thing is that I want to dive more into is that you don't, I don't know, there's a, there's a persona in a way that at least I perceive this is me perceiving this. I don't know if it's the same for you, but there is a persona to me where some people make health and wellness seem so unattainable and so expensive. Like, I don't know if you've heard about that Erwan store in LA, but there's like, you know, their smoothies are like $17. And, you know, I don't know. It just, there are things that make it seem unattainable. And when I go to the grocery store, it's like, I don't know, there's this new almost little kiosk thing in the grocery store where it's like these really healthy um, granola bars and salads and, and juices and smoothies. And like the granola bars are like $6. I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, no wonder people think eating healthy is so expensive. You look at the ingredients and they're so clean and I'm like, well, I want that, but that's just dumb. I could, I could make this. So I want you to know that if you have any questions about this ever, please reach out because I do not spend 
a crazy ungodly amount of money on being on eating clean foods specifically. Um, I find ways to make things myself. I find ways, you know, I buy things in bulk a lot and they last a really, really long time. And so when I've been calculating this over this past week, I'm like, wow, you know, this salad is like $2.50, but it has all these great things in it. But it's because it's like with bulk things or things from the farmer's market that I can freeze and use in different ways and stuff like that. So there's definitely ways around um, that expensive, costly perception that you might have. Like it's just like being resourceful. I feel like I've been very resourceful. It's like, okay, I'm hungry. I don't have like snacks. My house like chips, but like I can make like a cheese sauce out of cashews, potatoes, um, carrots, and like paprika. And it literally tastes like queso. And then I can dip whatever in it. You know, I don't know. There's just ways to be resourceful. And I would also like to say there are places that are food deserts and people have very little to no access to real good food. Um, but that I, I bothers me. It bothers me, number one, because I, at this moment, can't do anything about that necessarily. And I, number two, I don't have the answers for that. I don't, I don't. But there are things that are happening in the world um, that are trying to help those people out. And so I'm going to stick to my little niche and I'm going to let someone else have that because I can't I can't do everything and I don't want to feel bad about talking about eating healthy without feeling privileged too privileged or like imposter syndrome because I'm you know I it's not, it's not like I inherited money from my parents it's like I I work at a cafe <laughs> and I support myself. I live alone. My rent is like $1,200 and I still find a way to like, I find a way to eat good food. I thought about this the other day. I was like, well, I don't know. Money's a little bit tight right now. I don't want to say that because I don't like to manifest things into existence like that, but I'll just say money is um, interesting right now or something like that. Um, so I was like, I could just fall back on, you know, buying like cheap food. But I was like, no, what can I do to figure this out? And so I'm like, okay, I don't use this thing. I can sell these clothes. Like um, I can go on Fiverr and start putting myself out there for freelance writing because I love writing about, you know, I could write someone's blogs. I've created this whole thing the other day for like um, content creation that I'm going to send out for like brands because I think that stuff is really fun. I'm looking for ways to make more money come in so I can continue the lifestyle that I want. I'm not going to fall back on buying cheap processed foods because I know that it doesn't make me feel good and it doesn't allow myself to be and exist in my full potential. And so if I were to do that, you know, eat the cheaper foods that aren't as good for me, I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't be able to grow, like continue to grow or like even, I don't know, just even think of ways to make more money because my brain would just not be like functioning as good as it could. And so it's like, okay, I don't want to dumb down the lifestyle that I'm living right now. I'm, I'm living this creative, amazing life. And so I'm going to look for ways to up-level my income so I can keep doing those things. I don't know. And again, oh, the imposter syndrome sets in so much when I say things like that because I know some people are literally working their asses off and they still have um, trouble like affording rent. But like I said, I just like I'm trying to speak on the things that I experience and I just can't like I can't do that to myself anymore where I'm just trying to like dumb – not dumb myself down but like not talk about certain things because I feel too privileged. I – Like I support myself. I should be proud of the money that I make and proud of how resourceful I am. And I want you to feel the same. Um, I'm just trying to like be my authentic self. But yeah, so just with all of that being said, um, I I started to realize like a couple like main components of um, trying to adjust my lifestyle to exist in my full potential and live healthier. And one of those things was like reevaluating my own priorities. And before I went on this really deep dive journey, I was like partying. I was going out to eat a lot. I was thrifting all the time. I was like shopping and realized like, okay, I'm going to start buying better food to feel better. So I don't feel like I need to do all these things to like fill this void because that's what I was doing with shopping and partying. I was like filling a void and trying to get the dopamine fix and blah, blah, blah. So I started to not go out and party as much. And I cut back on my trips to Goodwill to find the best thrifted jeans. And I started to buy better food. You know, my budget opened up quite a bit. Um, One of the things that I've realized is through this little um, thing that I'm doing on Instagram of how much I spend – Um, eating a plant-based whole food organic diet is that it's around an average of $18 and maybe like upwards of 20, I guess. Um, So I can easily budget that in by not buying a $12 tequila soda or like a dope new sweatshirt because I care more about food now, I guess, and I care about my body more. And um, it's just like a trickle of effects. I... And I, this caused a whole cascade of self-realizations to occur, not just by this one thing, like not just by partying anymore. But that was the first thing. I was like, why am I doing this? To be social and to be something that I'm not. And I realized that I did just didn't really appreciate who I was and who my authentic self was. So I started um, cutting cutting down on that. And I started naturally attracting people that were on the same page. You You live in a vibration. We are matter that is at the base of that is vibrating molecules in that create what we perceive as matter. And so when you're vibrating on a higher level, you start attracting people that are also vibrating at that level. And one of the things that started to really raise my vibration was eating high vibration food. Um, The difference between real food and fake food is like or high high vibe food and low vibe food. I know that seems like so hippie and woo woo, but like a f- piece of fruit that comes from the earth is vibrating at a, like a higher vibration because it's coming from the earth. 
than like a box of Oreos. They're like man-made, you know, in a factory. It's just like low vibe. And um, I really started to see the effects of that. And so I started to base, I started to form friendships that weren't just based on going out and getting fucked up. And I, I started to have, I started to have like cute little picnics and go on more hikes and build my business and start to like feel into all the things that I was capable of doing. And, and I didn't feel like I needed to go out every week. And it's not like I was eliminating that. It was just like other things started to take up that time. And so I realized there was actually more fun things to do than that. Um, And obviously this is going to look different for everyone, but there are just so many things that are preventing us from like being our authentic selves and our happiest, healthiest selves. And when you figure that out, the game freaking changes so much. (laughs) And so on that, I want to segue into a little bit deeper dive into why taking care of yourself is so important. And I'm going to include some fun little sciencey terms that you should know in order in order to understand this a little bit better because I think it's really interesting and most definitely not boring. So I think you'll really like it. But off of that, like one of the main reasons to treat your body well and to fuel it well is for long-term health and longevity. And I think we're also fixated on this like constant concept of instant gratification and that quick dopamine release. We want quick fix. We want surefire, like overnight solution to our problems. But this is because we've been conditioned to live in a fast paced like world. You need to get the job done. You need to grind. You need to make money. You need to take this prescription and your mental illness will subside and then you take it again tomorrow um, and you need to buy clothes and make you feel good for a second. And we want our health to be in, in check like tomorrow. And we want to work with a health coach and be healed in a week. But these solutions, like taking a prescription to ease your mental illness is a quick fix, but it is a short-term fix. And they can be utilized specifically this example of prescriptions, they can be utilized in a very beneficial way, but we were not designed to rely on these short-term fixes for the rest of our lives. Um, If you, I've been learning a lot about the ancestral diet and what that means is it's not like a diet. Diet has like a weird connotation to it, but the ancestral way of doing things is to get closer to nature and kind of do things how our ancestors did, which is like how aligns with how our bodies were designed to operate. We didn't have prescriptions back then. So it's like that does not align with how our bodies were meant to exist. But, you know, relying – this is just one example. Relying on a prescription forever can – cause deeper rooted issues in themselves like side effects, but they're, they're suppressing something. They're covering something up so you don't see it in your day-to-day life, but it is still there. And they, these emotions get stored deeper and deeper. And same thing, even like if you were taking a prescription for like thyroid, you know, like levothyroxine is a thyroid medication. That is one of the most commonly prescribed um, medications. And it's insane because the thyroid is literally the control panel for your 
entire body and taking a medication for the rest of your life, which is how they prescribe it. They say take levothyroxine for the rest of your life. Like I can't even imagine how that is affecting someone's body. Like it's literally causing your body to rely on that. And there is a fix and a solution and a cure for everything found in nature. Or like, did that make sense? There, There's literally a cure for every illness. And the cure is something that nature provides. They're just, they don't want you to know that. I mean, why would they? They wouldn't make money. I don't know. I won't get too deep into that, but like with with something like a chronic illness, the symptoms go unannounced for years until your body cannot take it anymore. And that's part of the problem. People have forgotten the forgotten the concept of taking your time and building up to something and living slow and investing in the long term. And it really it just it really shows. And, you know, there I can't remember exactly where I read this, but I've I've heard it multiple times from good sources that something like a chronic illness is starts to manifest or starts to um I don't know, starts building about 10 years before it's manifested in like physical form. And so it's like these these illnesses go unannounced until your your body said, okay, now you have to pay the bill because you've been dining and dashing for your entire life. <laughs> and I I completely get this because I still – I don't necessarily um, do this with my health, but I do this with other things and I notice it sometimes. Like I even – I got into crypto a little while ago and I put my money into a few different things and – I was working with this guy and he's like, what do you want out of this? And I was like, I want to make like $10,000 overnight, please. Can we just do that quick? I'll put $300 in and <laughs> make 10 grand. And he said, okay, here's a few investments. And it wasn't going as quickly as I thought. So I pulled some money out. I pulled, I don't know, there's still some in there, <laughs> but I pulled most of it out and I was like, eh, on to the next. That wasn't quick enough. And then I was choosing the next thing to hyperfixate on, but it doesn't always work like that. And especially with your health. Um, it takes time to invest. It takes it takes investing in the investment to have it pay off. And what's crazy to me is that no matter how many stories of people we hear um, struggling, I can't, what am I trying to say? Like no matter how many times we hear the story of people making drastic changes in their health after something has gone wrong, we still wait and we just live how we want because life's too short and life's too short to choose a delicious salad over a hamburger and we just say fuck it I'm young it doesn't matter um one of our one of my family friends was diagnosed with this like with this blood cancer called multiple myeloma and it um there was research that was released not too long ago that it has a direct link to a certain type of pesticide used commonly on non-organic produce and I can absolutely guarantee that if that knowledge was given to them, you know, if if someone told them, okay, if you don't start eating organic, you're going to get cancer, it's guaranteed. 
like, I see it in your future. I'm a psychic, blah, blah, blah. Like they would make the change. Um, and if they had that knowledge, they would, they might, they probably would make the change and they're going to budget a slight bit more for organic produce because it now matters and they see why it matters. Um, and the problem here is that, um, people not to their fault, to the way that our system works, people are uneducated and they have no idea that these things cause cancer. These are the things that cause chronic illnesses. These are the things that cause your gut to be um, in dysbiosis that cause your mental illness. People don't know. And if they if they knew that they that they would be experiencing these illnesses and stuff, they probably would have made the change a lot sooner so their body could heal and prevent the cancer from causing destruction to their body. And so I feel like it's my duty to try the best that I can to be one of those messengers. At least you can make informed decisions of your own. But the other problem is when people do know, they still don't do anything. And that's something I cannot help with. And the only thing that I can do is to keep like producing information until it solidifies or presenting information, I guess, learning and then sharing, you know, until they try one new habit and then they feel so good that they continue on that path and then their life transforms and they feel good for once. Like they experience the feeling of feeling good, maybe for the first time. I know because I went through that. I dealt with chronic bloating, all the IBS symptoms, chronic acne, brain fog, poor memory, disordered eating, absolute rabid hormone imbalances, mood swings, irregular period, fatigue, iron deficiency, all of that. The whole works. And so I started with one thing. I did some testing and found out that I did have gut dysbiosis. And I'm not going to go totally into that because it's just like too hard to explain. But I started to, um, I re- through that, I realized I had a gluten gluten intolerance. So I started to incorporate gluten-free ingredients in my household, and slowly I wasn't eating gluten. And I started to play around with foods that um, I could make into something. You know, I started to make cheese out of cashews, potatoes, carrots, nutritional yeast, and slowly I wasn't eating cheese and then milk. Milk just seemed unappealing because it made me feel terrible. So I started adding in alternative milks. And slowly, I started incorporating all of these foods to help heal my gut lining. And then I went off birth control and started tracking my cycle. And I was experiencing some imbalances and irregularities as a result of going off the pill. But I knew that this was best for me and that it might not be the easiest route that I was expecting but I'm going to get to know my body on a deeper, more intuitive level. And I did. And I lost a bit of water weight that was making me feel insecure. And my mind began to clear up. And my memory retention started to improve. And I could literally feel the positive shifts on a chemical level because they were manifesting as me feeling good. And I'm constantly blown away at how much energy I have through the day and how I can wake up at 6 a.m. and just be ready for the day and feel good. And 
I just, I, I couldn't go back at this point. And with all of that, like I like to focus on adding things in rather than eliminating, like eliminating gluten feels annoying because like I want to eat like cookies and stuff. So I always focus on what I can add in. Like, oh, I'm going to add in this like new gluten-free flour, like almond flour, whatever. Start trying to bake with that instead of focusing on like the fact that I couldn't eat cookies. It's like, no, I'm just going to make cookies a different way because <laughs> I want cookies. Um, Yeah. And it's just crazy. Now, like I remember I would I would get up in the morning and I'd be like, fuck this shit. I can't get up. And now I'm genuinely excited for the day. Like, I know it sounds cheesy, but I just, I cannot emphasize this enough that I am my own best testimonial. I've been through the weird symptoms that doctors just dismiss. And I figured it out through doing my own research, enrolling in nutrition programs because I want to feel good that bad. And I'm totally not saying if you don't enroll in a nutrition course, you obviously don't want to feel good because I... I know like not everyone wants to do that. That's not everyone's calling, but I can now be the messenger. And like I said earlier, um, like I think I said this earlier, I say this all the time. I feel like to be your own health advocate and to do your own research. But if someone was telling me that I'd be like, wait, aren't you the person that knows this stuff better than I do? Can you just tell me? So I'm going to try and do that. Like doing your research and figuring out what all of these different types of toxins in our food mean and what they do is a lot of work and it obviously takes schooling. So I can try and take that off your plate. Um, Segwaying into my next little exciting point into this is genetics. And okay, don't let me lose you at that because this is so cool. Um... I would say my interest in this started when I was in school and we did this like family tree thing and I realized anxiety and depression just lit up my family tree. And I was like, oh, I'm doomed. I'm going to get anxiety. I can feel it coming already. Like I'm going to get depression. I'm really sad to say I obviously have depression. Like, but then I was like, no, that does not feel right. That just doesn't feel right at all. I feel so much more clear and connected to source energy now that I just like, I knew that that wasn't my destiny. I knew that there are some things that are predisposed to you, but that just didn't sit right. So on a few different accounts, nursing school, IAN, and now the Nutritional Therapy Association, they they continue to prove me right. There is a DNA sequence you are born with, but there is also this thing called epigenetics. And epigenetics by definition is the way in which the environment <laughs> the way in which the environment interacts with our genes and genetic codes, sending a code to influence how our genes are expressed. It is the things basically in the environment and like food that tell our genes to be expressed in a certain way. And it's crazy. But your environment, food, emotions, all of that literally cause your cause changes in your gene expression. So what what is gene expression? They, I don't know, they made this analogy in a lecture that I had this morning that your entire body is compromised of 
the DNA sequence you were born with. But for instance, I don't know what the gene expression is called, but your eyes express more of the gene that causes you to see even though your eyes are made up of the same DNA as like your liver, but they have different functions because they have different genes being expressed. And so your entire body has the same DNA makeup, but each system and organ has a different set of these expressed genes to carry out the different functions that they need to do. So yes, your genes are inherited and your, your DNA is inherited, but you have the actual ability to shift how your genes are being expressed by what you're putting in your body or around your body, like toxins and stuff. So there's also these things called upregulation and downregulation. Upregulation means more production of the gene being expressed. Downregulation means less production of the gene being expressed. There's always the genes. The only thing that's changing is how they are expressed. So a really cool example that they gave this morning was um, like how turmeric works. Turmeric is an anti-inflammatory root. It's kind of like ginger. It's from the same family as ginger, but it's very anti-inflammatory, you know, so relieves inflammation. You can, It can relieve headaches, joint pain, all of that. But what it has is something, the active ingredient is, um, or the compound is called curcumin, and it inhibits the NFKB gene, suppressing the pro-inflammatory influences or triggers. So that gene, that curcumin <laughs> active compound changes the expression of a gene. It tells the pro-inflammatory gene to shut the hell up and stop inflaming my body. Yeah. And cigarette smoke regulates an NFKB production, which is an immune cell transcription factor for further increases of, of the production of inflammatory molecules. Don't, don't let me lose you. So what curcumin does is the opposite of like what cigarettes do. Cigarettes cause inflammation, curcumin shuts it off. They're literally just interacting with the same genes, but just flipping the light switch on or off. So what I would like to say with this is that our DNA is inherited, but so are diet and lifestyle. So your parents raise you in a certain way and those ways become somewhat inherited to you. Um, your family does things a certain way. And so you believe that's just the way things are. You're accustomed to that. You're familiar with that. So if you don't, if you necessarily, what am I trying to say? Like if you grow up in a household that just eats, um, processed food, all of that, and you have childhood obesity or you grow up obese and you just like, don't understand why this is just a life that was, um, chosen for you it's like this this is the important juicy stuff like when you see a so if you live that kind of life and then you see a healthy person you think damn they have really good genes but they were probably also yes maybe they have different genes but they were also probably raised with healthier habits and taught themselves that it's learned this stuff is learned and it's there for you to be able to learn so the conclusion to this is that if DNA is inherited and each part of your body, each system, each organ, whatever, has a different set of genes being expressed to carry out a function, and if diet and lifestyle and food can cause different genes to be expressed, 
then you can, in a sense, cause or change your DNA and change the function of your cells. Like, I don't know if I'm explaining this in a way that um, sounds very scientific because I'm not a scientist. I'm just using information that I know. But my whole point with this is that you have more control than you think. And I think why I get a little bit more passionate about this kind of stuff is because I got a few DMs over Instagram through the past couple of weeks um, and people expressing that they want to do something different. They want to feel better, but they don't follow through and they don't commit. And I think it's just because they wake up feeling the same way every day and they try one new thing and it doesn't quite solidify or have an overnight positive effect. So they bag it. And I've done that. And I still do that with some things. You know, right now I don't exercise as much as I want to, um, like hardly at all right now. Oops. And I need to get on that, of course. But I'm just trying to master one thing at a time because I do believe that all of this is like pieces to the puzzle. And for me, I believe that natural alternatives and food and herbs are medicinal and can heal. And one day I will thank myself. I already thank myself, but I will thank myself in the long run for putting this dedication into finding um, my own version of wellness and my own version of feeling good. I'm going to thank myself one day. And that's back to the concept of like, this is about longevity. It is about the now because I feel good now, but it is also about caring now. So you don't have to pay this massive bill later, hypothetically and figuratively and actually, you know, so you don't have to pay the bill of having a chronic illness and literally paying a hospital bill. <laughs> I don't know. Trying to sound dramatic right now. I just get really, um, I want you to know, I want you to know things so you can feel empowered. So I guess to conclude my four things, number one is literally, they're not that crazy and revolutionary of things. But number one is do the best that you can. Like do the best you can. If you don't want to do all your own research, like listen to podcasts. And when you listen to this and if it feels like it resonated with you, share it. That is what we need to do for each other. We need to empower each other. Number two is start small. Like if you want to start making changes, um, start with one meal per day or even per week. Start with like one meal where it's like plant-based or whatever. If you're trying to cut out meat, do meatless Monday. Start with one thing. And then... Number three is I would say understand where your money is going because money is energy. And if you're putting energy towards things that don't necessarily serve your well-being, then you're telling yourself, this is what I want to put my energy towards. Um, and take a look at my Instagram um, on the breakdown of like what it costs per meal. Like I haven't really had one meal that costs more than $5 or like $6 or something like that because it's like, like I said, bought in bulk. It's bought seasonally locally, all of that stuff. I do the best that I can to keep my costs down in that sense. Um, and then I would just like to point out the fact that like, 
eating out at a restaurant, first of all, you don't exactly know what you're eating. Um, and second, uh, with gratuity, the meal, the everything, it can cost like upwards of $20 or like $15. And that's more than what I, what it costs for me to eat an entire day. And so it's like putting things into perspective and um, seeing the benefit in eating, like however you plant-based, that's what I'm doing, but the benefit of that and really seeing things in a new perspective, like, okay, I just ate, took, got takeout and it was $20 or $25 plus like de- delivery fees. Is that really worth it? Or can I look at things in a more broken down sense and see like, I could be eating plant-based whole foods, healthy, yummy, yummy for like $6 a meal. And like some of my snacks are like $1, you know what I mean? Like, um, it's all relative. And then number three, I guess, is just like evaluate, evaluate your priorities, like in the nicest, most loving way possible. Sometimes we need a little bit of a kick in the butt to make a change if we really want to change. And part of that comes with reevaluating your priorities and like, you know, it might be uncomfortable because you're like, wow, I'm spending so much money on alcohol or I'm spending so much money on cigarettes or, um, clothes. It's not like super comfortable and fun to like confront yourself and things that are not serving you. But we, we weren't put on this earth to be comfortable all the time. We were, we were put on this earth to grow and learn and evolve and evolving and growing comes with a price. And sometimes that price is facing uncomfortable truths about yourself. Um, and but it's still worth it. You, you just keep expanding and you keep leveling up and, um, it's just, it's just a journey. It's a life journey. It's a lifelong commitment to yourself and to feeling good. And I'm going to say feeling good feels really good, (laughs) but yeah, with all this being said, thank you for listening. I hope none of this came across too aggressive. I always get imposter syndrome when I'm talking about this stuff. So, you know, something kind of like hit you a little wrong or something you, you know, you didn't agree with something, just know that, um, I mean really, really well. And I mean really well. I try my best to kind of cover all my bases, but I just want to be able to speak my truth without being, Um, feeling like I have imposter syndrome. I just want to be like, if you want to listen, you are more than welcome to. And if there's one thing you didn't resonate with, maybe you could either just like open up to a new perspective or just leave it. You don't have to like take notes on these podcasts. (laughs) Like take what resonates and leave what doesn't. And just know that I have so much love and support to give. So if you're on like a healing journey, like never hesitate to reach out. I am taking one-on-one clients right now. I have a few more spots. So if you're interested in, um, health coaching, um, I can give you more information about what my program looks like. It's very, 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 um, centered around the mind body connection. Um, it's kind of progresses from, you know, emotional awareness to then nutrition, but it's like, you need to know at the base of your, of why you're doing something, which is 
emotional awareness. Um, so it's really, it's a really cool program and I'm really, really proud of it. It's still kind of in the works, um, parts of it and I'm still building my business, but I am taking clients right now. So, um, just ponder on that. Or if you know someone that's interested in that, let me know. And I will continue putting out this free content for you guys because you deserve it. Um, and if you feel called, to support my podcast, you can leave a review or just share it on your Instagram story or wherever. Just talk about it. Um, and I hope you have a great rest of your week and I'll talk to you next time.